The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but I like this one that we have. I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh my. Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. In fact, Take a media break. It's just going to get worse for you. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use? Probably won't, but we could if we decide to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That's because we paid the bill yesterday. That's right. Even though I wasn't on the air, we still paid the bill. That's why we have a radio show. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavily talked. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thingy. You know, when you fall down and go, why, God? Why? You know, that kind of thing? Anyhow, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to have that opportunity to reach out and touch base with us. If you have a prayer request or a praise report, keep in mind there's many great shows on this station that give you the opportunity to vent on that political side of things, and we support that. We're just gearing a little bit different, saying, you know what? Take a break from all that. Take a deep breath. Keep in mind that Jesus is still in charge and he's coming back soon. So enjoy and rejoice in the Lord because that's a lot more like heaven than just throwing darts all over the place. Just saying. Here's the bottom line. If you want to reach out to us, you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, Captain Chris will answer the phone and you will be sailing in the right direction. Man, that's good. Still works. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can email in david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website, a place where you can get a book for 99 cents, a place where you can watch videos, you can listen to audio clips, you can look at different pictures and go, my, isn't that pretty? You can do all that stuff 
plus you can give to our tax-deductible ministry. We won't buy a jet because I don't like flying. I don't know. What, so that'll – and I won't buy a train because I had one when I was a kid. And, in fact, I won't even buy a bicycle because I only have one leg that works. But we want you to check it out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie, artichokey, back with the theological term. So if you noticed yesterday, we were, I was not there. You may not, many people are like, you weren't? Oh, I didn't notice. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, so we're going to give a couple of updates in this show and the next show. I'll tell you all the things that are going on uh, that might help you understand. But we do have teaching we want to do. We do have different prayer requests that we want to fulfill, and uh, one of them is mine, so don't uh, be too surprised. But I do want to say this real quickly before we start anything else because I think it's hilarious, and that is I purchased one of those robo-blockers for uh, $14.95 because I get a trillion calls. And on those robo uh, blockers, you have this little button you can push, and it plays a different voicemail of your choosing. Okay, so there's one like from Donald Trump, and there's one from like Kermit the Frog, and there's one where the guy's in the mall with his kid is going, "Hey, hey, hold on, hold on." I mean, it's really funny stuff. Uh, unfortunately, when my doctor called, my robo uh, call thing came on, so I think he wasn't thinking that was all that funny that he had to listen to that whole thing in order to, <laughs> to leave a message. You know, he might have just said, forget it, good luck, bye. Anyway, uh, let me give you a quick update on what happened. So yesterday I went to the doctor and uh, had a very good meeting with the doctor who said, your MRI came back fantastic, I can't read it, you got to go get another one. Uh, and by that, the area that he wanted to check very specifically, they didn't do, a, or I guess, uh, the job he was looking for to have the MRI read. So I went and got another MRI, and uh, he just made it pretty clear on the voicemail that he left me. Uh, apparently, I ruptured my quad muscle. <laughs> Doesn't that sound terrible? I ruptured my quad muscle. And if you rupture it or you tear it in half, like I did, then you have to have surgery to put it back together. What they do is they actually drill a hole through your kneecap and they anchor it so that they anchor your muscle back to your kneecap. Anyway, yours truly has to have surgery. Isn't that wonderful? I'm so happy. I, I did not complain before the Lord. I did not get angry before the Lord. Uh, the only thing I'm holding out on, not doing great in faith in, is I'm waiting for them to tell me what the prepayment is. <laughs> this could be an interesting challenge because I might have to go, do you guys take playing cards? Uh, anyway, uh, so I am going to be having surgery, and this week we'll talk about what that does to the schedule and how that affects things. But what I would appreciate is prayer, and I mean prayer, and I mean prayer, uh, just that either the Lord would change it or if I'm going to have to have the surgery that it would just be quick and swift and easy and uh, stuff like that. That'd be awesome. We'll just leave that there. In the meantime, I don't want to forget that what we're doing is we're gathering together and we're strengthening one another, and I want to have that opportunity to share the Word of God with you, and especially this text, 
is absolutely fantastic. We happen to be in the book of Matthew. We happen to be in chapter 5. And as most of you know, chapter 5, that's the beginning of the Beatitudes. And so we're kind of heading into that first big sermon that Jesus gives in a public format. And why that's important is for you to know that the Sermon on the Mount is the most read, quoted, anything, any kind of literature ever, the Sermon on the Mount is the number one. And so if you're sitting there thinking, gee, I wonder what people, what the most is that they've ever read or whatever, it's uh, the Sermon on the Mount. So I'm just helping you out, just making it easy for you. I want to do the build-up to the Sermon on the Mount, so we have to make sure we get verse uh, 1 in, which has to do with chapter 5, and it says this, when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain... And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. So in our society, we have come up with a couple of really nifty and interesting concepts. All right? The first one is, well, if you get a crowd, you got to what? You got to work the crowd. You got to make it so that the crowd is on your side. You got to do this. Jesus sees the crowd, and what does he do? He pulls back. He goes up to a mountaintop. Okay? Now, all the pictures that you have are people of thousands and thousands of people sitting around Jesus while he's doing the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, yes, to some degree that would be accurate. To another degree it wouldn't be accurate because really he was doing a deeper teaching with his disciples. The other part about this that just drives me bonkers, <laughs> well, it's not much, does it? It doesn't take that much, is this. It says, after he sat down, his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Every Sermon on the Mount shows Jesus standing up, almost with a pulpit, almost with an amplification system. Don't talk to me about the amphitheater. This isn't that spot right there. And they show Jesus, and he's moving up and down the mountain, and he's doing all this stuff. And even now, when I teach at a church, I'm behind a platform, and I'm bouncing up and down, and I'm moving— I don't sit still for any. You should see my arm actions, right? They, they don't have any idea how much communication I'm doing on this radio show with my hands and arms and so on and so forth. When Jesus taught, he sat down. <laughs> see? Now, I just want you to take every, every person who said, we're going to be just like the early church. We're going to be just like Jesus was. Yeah? Is the pastor sitting down when he teaches? Because that's what Jesus did. I'm just saying. And the reason that that seems so bizarre is because the way we've set it up is it goes back to the Nehemiah text. It goes back to the Ezra text where they're standing on a platform and they're behind this pulpit kind of thing and they're preaching. That's great, but Jesus didn't do that. I'm just telling you what he did. I'm not, I didn't write this. When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain and after he sat down, he what? He sat down. His disciples came to him. Then he began to teach. Here's the key to that text. Jesus, when he taught, listen to this, taught in a very intimate, very close, very personable fashion. He spoke as one who had authority, but he didn't put on a show as one who had authority. And when you sit down and teach, you require your listeners to pay attention more, and you show that you're with them, not above them. And even though Jesus was truly above, he wanted to connect with his creation. 
It's not that it's wrong for the preacher to stand up. Stop getting legalistic. But it is funny <laughs> that everybody thinks that's the way you got to do it. And then they'll quote the Nehemiah portion, not the Jesus portion. I do want to point out in Nehemiah, they all sat in the rain for hours while the teaching was going on. I don't see a lot of that happening anymore. All right, we're going to take our break and come back for the rest of the text. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time energy like so few can right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong. It's a different joke. So we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, Three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady, and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy, and she taps him, and she goes, Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, No, no, I'm not. She goes, Okay. Going a f- further down, she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, excuse me, mister. She goes, are, are you Jewish? He goes, no, uh, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down, and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. Oh, well. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770. That's KAAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our first trivia question. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Don't you have a trivia? What do you got? Like a trivia sound? What was our trivia sound? Bible trivia. Love it. Let's keep using that. What was the name of James and John's father? What was the name of James and John? Remember, Peter, James, and John. What's the name of dad for them? That's what we're looking for. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also email David at he must increase.org. Let's not forget our DNA because we need to be operating in that every single day. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Daily, 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 daily. Not daily planet, okay? But daily. Got to think of it in those terms. You can't think of Christianity as an add-on. It's not just a nice convenience when you're having a hard time. It's an everyday commitment to a living relationship with a living God, period. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. In fact, I was going through some of that study over the weekend. If you are ashamed of Jesus or his words, he is ashamed of you. Bam. That's it. You don't want that. That's terrible. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you're not just focused on your universe, but on other people's universes. I say it that way because it, it makes more sense. You're supposed to be focused, of course, on the Lord's kingdom first. And you should be sensitive to God in everything you think, say, and do. But a good good way for you and I to practically think about this or go about this is to think of other people that, that the Lord brings into your lives and what is it that they need in their world. That's the way that you love your neighbors, you love yourself. Okay? Yeah, it's not that hard. Okay, again, the uh, – well, it's hard to do without the Lord, but that's the best point. Uh, again, the trivia question uh, is – what was the trivia question I asked? I don't remember. Oh, what was the name of James and John's father? I forgot my own trivia question. Yeah, leave me alone. All right, so before we get to the rest of the text, I'll give you another update on some of this stuff because I do have to tell you some of the things that are going on. Um I, I, you know, we are going to have to do some replays because of the surgery. You're never bound by the replays. I don't want you to get that weird, you know, oh, I have to listen. It's like a loyalty thing. So, no, it's not. Uh, do whatever you want. But I will say that some of the replays are pretty good. I didn't pick them, you know, let's pick the bad ones and replay those. Okay, that, that, that didn't happen. So I would encourage you, if you've heard all the shows, that could be different. On the other side of that, there's always a timing element that sometimes you'll hear something, even if it's a replay, and it's like, you know, I was just thinking about that. I was just going through that. And the first time I did a replay in radio, I'm not even kidding. You can call up KPRZ and ask, although I don't think anybody's still there from when I was there. We, I had prayed about it and said, Lord, I really want to pick a good replay. And somebody had sent me an email after this like first replay that I had and said, I was exactly struggling with that exact thing you talk, talked on, on that replay. And I was just thinking, see, the Lord can do whatever he wants. He can use everything all the time. He's great at that. It's just fantastic. All right, so things that I need prayer for, just so you can know, I need to coordinate my school because I need to get this assignment done before Thursday. 
<laughs> which is when the surgery is. So if you're sitting, well, when's the replay coming, Dave? Well, not today and not tomorrow. Then the rest of it's like, uh, I would I would pretty much say a good bet is Thursday and Friday, and then it's on a we-will-see basis. Okay, Captain Chris is thinking he can wheel me in on the gurney and just bring me in. I can just do the show like that. The sad part about it is if you put a microphone by my face and I'm knocked out, I'd probably still do the show. <laughs> you should worry about that. Okay, Uh, And then for those that have, uh, there's uh, one group of gals, some of my favorite gals that have a a document that they're reviewing. This is a great week to really get into that. (laughs) Is that a nice way to say it? Sure it is. All right. uh, Let's go into this next or this text because I want you to get this. This is very, 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 very important. And that is Jesus talking on the Sermon on the Mount. Very few things that are as important as this big first introduction. And I think it's amazing that the most significant preach, the most significant sermon, the most significant teaching uh, of literature starts the way it does. It starts with the Greek word makarios. Makarios. You're thinking, okay, sounds like, you know, hey, Macarena. I mean, it's what does it sound like that a little bit, right? Here's what this word means. We translate it as blessed. It is also translated and maybe more appropriately translated as happy, joyful, or, you're not going to believe this because this is part of the Greek language, fortunate. Or very fortunate. The first thing, and I find this to be non not a coincidence, the first thing that Jesus teaches humanity humanity about in regards to his Sermon on the Mount is about being happy. Nobody thinks of it that way. These are beatitudes. You gotta watch the beatitudes. The, the be attitudes are attitudes that you should be. And the word beatitude means happy. And the first thing out of this Sermon on the Mount is happy, happy land, happy burgers, happy, happy, happy. The idea behind this is Jesus didn't come and go, uh, you guys are miserable, I don't like you, and I'm throwing stuff at you. That's kind of not how that went. The first big message he's got, the first big communique is happy. I know what you're looking for. I know what it is you long for. By the way, he ties the very first element of happiness into spirituality because he talks about people that can recognize their poor in the spirit. We'll get into that next week, so I'm not, I'm not going to cover that now. But what I want you to understand is the first thing Jesus is teaching about is the very thing that makes his creation the most fortunate, the most blessed, the most joyful, the most happy, and that's what Jesus teaches on. It's not, this is not name it and claim it. You know how I feel about that. I really just think that's like uh, not healthy. (laughs) See, it's wrong to say like lunacy. You know, like I shouldn't say that. But not healthy, that's okay to say. And the idea behind it is to understand that Jesus is trying to help his creation make the right connection with the creator so that things are right in life. And that's how he opens it up. I was like, whoa, that's cool. Like, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, Jesus could have come up and he could have done anything. Like, it started with anything. But it's like, dude, I know you guys are looking to find happiness. I'm going to give you the solutions on how to get there. It's through the creator. 
All right, we have somebody answering the trivia. I'm going to lean over. We'll have the thing ring, and then I'll see who it is. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is David. Oh, what happened? I'm right here, Mary. How you doing? Oh. How are you? How are you? How are you? Can you hear Mary, turn your radio down. Can you hear me? I know she's there. Mary, turn your radio down. Does that help? I can't hear anything. Uh-oh. Okay, you can't hear me at all? Okay, we're going to have to figure that out. Okay. We'll, hmm. Okay, we'll try it again. Go ahead and, and click, and we'll do a callback for her. And Mary's our mom. She's great. She called me yesterday just to see what was, you know. Weren't you there? That's why I love her. She's like mom, right? Like, why aren't you there? All right, so I think we're going to try it again. Uh, no, she's going to call back. We'll do a call back and see if we can do it that way. All right, that's fine. So we're going to give her the chance to answer, and hopefully she'll call right back. So she was checking in on me uh, just like a mom would, so that's kind of good. Here's the thing that I want you to get. As we're doing this, I, I don't actually know how this is going to break down for uh, the surgery, how it's all going to go. I do know that as I was telling Captain Chris, the doctor was telling me exactly what they were going to do. And that's when I told the doctor, stop telling me what you're going to do. I'm going to be knocked out. I don't want to know. <laughs> right? It's like, do you want to know all those things they're going to do? We're going to take your brain and we're going to rearrange it and put it in your knee. And then we're going to pull your knee and put it on your wrist. And every time you wave, you'll be able to think about it. You know, that kind of thing. Okay, trivia question. Uh, we'll offer it once again. I'm just trying to hang out there for Mary just a little bit to give her that that shot. The trivia question, what was the name of Jesus and John's father? This is when they left. They left the boat. They left their dad. That's kind of a tough call. We'll answer that in just a second. Last thing I want to tell you is this. I have been getting a, uh, a large amount of needs for people in our audience that are physical needs. Okay, we had some good news today from one of our uh, faithful friends. Uh, has was a little concerned about the COVID test. Came back no no COVID. That's good. But I just think it's a good thing to take the extra time, and especially if you read in uh, Philemon where Paul makes uh, mention. He says, "I I Paul says to Philemon, I mention you in prayer with thanksgiving. Mention the people in prayer. Pray for their wellness. They need it." I mean, people need protection right now, and so we ought to pray for that, okay? All right, phone not working, so we'll just, uh, okay. I'm not doing it, Mary. It's not David's fault. I'm just saying. Okay, we'll answer the trivia question, and then we'll move on because we just have way too much to do. The trivia question is, what is what was the name of James and John's father? Their name, Zebedee. You get that out of Mark chapter 10, verse 35. Zebedee is the name of the father. And remember that uh, James and John left their boat and their father. Some people are called to leave the business. Some people are called to leave family. I leave family. Some people uh, are called to leave nothing. Some people are called to leave everything. Abraham had to leave everything and just trust that the Lord would guide him through. Okay? All right. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who knows when 
What is the David Spoon experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with him. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. <laughs> I was like, what, what, do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, don't, don't, ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha, I think Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked them out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples and went with them. What did he do? He cleared the air. 